Here we go, final hour of the program. Jaleesa Apps joining me in about 10 minutes' time. Uh, let's get back to your text messages here on a range of issues and further to what I was saying just before we had to go to the news there and the Broncos and, and this situation around this. Uh, this one from Steve when I spoke to Andrew McCulloch earlier this morning. And by the way, if you missed that, you can catch up on our podcast platform um, and and check that out. So Macca was he's, he's very good and very open with his opinions. Yes, he works at the Brisbane Broncos. And I questioned him about what he thought was going on there. And you'll, you'll hear what he had to say if you go back and listen. Or if you're like Steve, you said, of course he's going to protect them. He's a Broncos supporter, always has been. What a waste of time. You know the answer. They should have been suspended for at least a game and a fine. Any other club would have, said Steve. Um, I don't know, Steve, if any other club would. And look, again, like I said, I don't think this is a big deal in the scheme of things. If the NRL decide that they want to impose a penalty and it sounds as like some penalty will be coming, forthcoming, then I'm fine with that. That's, that's their prerogative. They can go ahead and do that. The Broncos have said no. And the Broncos are looking at it from a whole heap of different perspectives. But what does a fine do? And what does a suspension for at least a game do? Does it say to two grown adults, don't get drunk and roll around? <laughs> Is it going to st- – like, it's just not going to do anything anyway. If you, I, I'm, look, if you think that there's a penalty needs handing down in this um, situation, go for your life. I'm fine with that too. But I just wonder what the outcome of that would be in this instance. They're not breaking any laws. They've gone out and got on the source. They carried on like footballers can do and other people can do. And that's it. And somebody filmed it and gave it to a news organisation. That's it. If, if we did that in the afternoon... And then went back to work the next day. Would you expect your boss to say, right, oh, I'm going to park you for a week and dock you $10,000? Oh, but mate, I was pissed and carrying on. You go, well, do you know what I mean? I, I just find it really hard to rationalise what all that is meant to mean. You make an example of them. Is that going to stop the next player who has too much to drink doing something stupid? No, possibly not. But that's the world we live in. And like I say, when the NRL hands down its fine or penalty, it will be what they think is deemed necessary. And that's their prerogative. Rafa says it's time to crap the, uh, crack, <laughs> crap, crack the whip, giddy up Broncos. Just as simple as that. Pedro said earlier, it sounds like you've got a spring in your verbal step around Manly this year. Is it the Luke Brooks factor that's got you up and about? Um, I'm, I'm, holding, I'm holding fire, Pedro. I'm going to hold fire on that one. Remember last year when the preseason came around, off we went, um, won that preseason, put 100000 in the bank, and everyone went, wait, here we go. And they did look good in the couple of games there. Matty, what about the surface at Allegiant Stadium? Fake grass, not nice to be tackled on with shorts, and will roll more than real grass. Thoughts on that, says Morgs. Yeah, well, I mean, the Allegiant Stadium's interesting on a whole heap of things. But I think the most pressing one out of everything that they're going to face is that smaller than normal size. And on that, the Ipswich Tiger says, how can the NRL get away with playing in a season game, uh, a season 
game there on a non-regulation size field. I thought there were standards that had to be adhered to. Could this be argued that it's not fair to the teams playing there? Well, you're playing against an opposition who's playing on the same size field as you're playing. And yes, only four teams in the competition will play there this time around. Perhaps the fairness or not argument comes down to are we limiting the amount of scoring opportunities by having a field that's five metres smaller in width and overall smaller altogether? And where does that play in? But how do you quantify and justify that one? I fully agree with you, Matt. Storm in a teacup. They didn't do anything illegal, says the Black Stump Peel. They got drunk. Soon a stronger roll around on the ground. Probably had a kiss and cuddle after and move on. <laughs> Matty, the more people say that the Broncos incident wasn't a big deal, the bigger deal it becomes. They were asked to leave a premises due to intoxication. We were also spoken to by police after the scuffle. Forget asking people if they've done anything wrong as that's irrelevant. Say sorry, bad look, go to Vegas, case closed. <laughs> Hazard from TY. Who are these people making such a big issue over the Broncos thing? Get a life, you doomsayers, says Dragon Boy, New Zealand. Thank you for that. Um, that's all good fun. Well, I mean, it's a serious issue in a sense, but it, at the end of the day, it, it is what it is. Margaret again says, what chance for the culture at the Broncos when this instance was led by the senior leadership of the club? Maybe scratching a little bit too deep on that one. Matty says, Steve, again, uh, why do we need a player like uh, Luciano when we already have players like him in the club? A waste of money. So I've got different texts here, here about um, Luciano, Leilua and the Dragons. And, of course, this goes all the way back to the very top of the show, requesting an immediate release from North Queensland. Essentially, they can move him, afford to move him on, but he's contracted there until the end of 2025. And does this mean that he ends up back at the Dragons, where he started back in 2016 before switching to the Tigers and then moving, of course, to the Cowboys midway through 2022? All of the wonderful moving parts that make up the wonderful game of rugby league. Jaleesa Apps is on the line. Good morning, J.A. Hey, good to have you uh, on the show. We got you there in the end. Man, oh man. And you'd be feeling this as well. Like it feels like today football 2024 has hit us straight in the head. <laughs> it's just come at us at a million. Oh, yeah. It's come at us at a million miles an hour. Are you getting that feeling? Oh, yeah, for sure, because I think you started to get a little bit of an appetite uh, for it from after the tests were finished with the cricket. So you were sort of, everyone was kind of, you know, making calls, scratching around, seeing what you could get. And then it was funny you say that because we had this day yesterday where there was just so much rugby league going on and we were just like, how do we fit this all in a bulletin? So uh, those are the easier days though because you don't want to, you don't want it to be a quiet day. Yes, exactly. Uh, the Luciano Leilua request from the Cowboys. So it's there. They will more than likely let him go. Does that mean more than likely he heads back to the Dragons? Yeah, I mean, I guess so. And I, so it's all part of the, um, the Dragons um, recruitment drive, isn't it? Like we heard uh, Shane Flanagan um, speak uh, before about how, you know, they're going to have to be patient because there's, there isn't a lot of uh, players on the market, particularly superstar players. I probably wouldn't put Luciano in that category, but they're sort of taking what they can get and what they can build on at the moment. And Flanagan um, said like a few weeks ago that, 
they're looking more towards the 2025, even 2026 season now is definitely in a rebuilding phase. And I actually spoke to Raymond Calamarana um, this morning. He's obviously come from the Bulldogs at the end of last year. Um, I had a chat to him at the Bulldogs. We know that there was a little bit of, um, you know, I guess conjecture with him and the training methods there and, um, uh, the, some, you know, debate with him and the coaches. And then it seemed to be sorted out. He was staying with the Bulldogs. He was very passionate. Then suddenly he's gone to the Dragons. And he was talking about Shane uh, Flanagan and uh, that he had no intention to actually leave the Bulldogs. He was he had settled. He had, everything was um, cleared. And then he got a call from Flano himself who said there was a lot of potential there. So obviously yeah. Flano is um, doing a lot of recruiting and, and trying to get, some some players, but there aren't superstars on the market either. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's been interesting to watch, isn't it? And and that's always what happens when a when a new coach comes in and you're starting to rebuild. And um, we've got somebody like a premiership winning coach in Shane Flanagan at a club like the Dragons. It's always going to attract a lot of a lot of interest. And there's certainly been some storylines. Um, what have you made of the Adam Reynolds, the Pat Carrigan situation? So we'll find out, I guess sooner rather than later, what the NRL integrity unit is thinking. The Broncos say they've dealt with it. I've been going back and forth here from quite a few. Um, yesterday, I can tell you, J.A., that I would say, Coach K, what, 80%, 90% of our listeners were nothing really in this move on. Um, probably changed a little bit today, but we'll wait and see what's going to happen there. Yeah, well, I just think it's just stupid like it's just stupidity and they, they've obviously got to be a little bit better than that and I've heard a lot of people say well they're not you know they're not paid to be footballers like we all hold them up in the public eye and they're not paid to be um, they're just paid to be footballers like that's their job but it really isn't you're paid an extraordinary wage admittingly for a very short amount of time but to also compensate you for being in the public eye and for being a role model. So that is part of the compensation of the wage that you get. Um, so I think that you can't really rely on, you know, oh, we should be able to go out and just be like normal people because you're not, you're not normal people. But I don't think there's any malice from either side in it. I think it is just, I think we've all had mates who have had you know, too many beers and for some reason have just decided to wrestle each other and then it got a bit too serious. I mean, I know I certainly have. Uh, probably not 30, what, 30, what's Randall, 34, 33, probably not 33, 34-year-old mates, but I've had younger ones uh, when I was a bit younger. So um, I think it's a bit of stupidity. I hope that the NRL doesn't suspend them for Vegas. And then I know there's probably a bit of a double standard there. People are saying, well, it's a double standard if they don't with what happened with Payne Haas. But yeah. I don't really think he should have been suspended at that time either. I think they should have a very stern warning. And if they do anything again, then that's when they should really come down hard. But in the in the interest of the game, you really want these players playing in Vegas. And you do have to think of the interest of the game uh, whether that's fair or not, it is reality. Mm, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we'll watch this space. Bronson Cherry back um, and ready, ready to play. Yeah, yep. So um, I had a uh, chat to him late last year um, about just the kind of work that he's put into to make sure that he was still um, able to be an NRL player and just um, the gratitude that he has to be able to come back. He obviously made a mistake as a 
younger man, but it is pretty extraordinary to sit four years out of a professional game and still then come back at the level that you can play. Like I think even mentally to be able to do that is like we should, you know, give him a chance see and see what he's got. The Bulldogs are interesting. Their first trial, um, the thing that really stood out to me were the halves Well, Drew Hutchinson. We're going to find see him next to Matt Burton. Yeah. And then also Blake Taft being given that first crack at um, showing what he can do in the fullback spot. And Matt Burton um, spoke about that yesterday and, and how good he has been training in that fullback spot. So what that means, maybe Crichton is going to be in the centres. Uh, it, it's interesting these next few trials. Yeah, it was really interesting to go through from yesterday afternoon, and then we did it again this morning. The team list Tuesday, you know, and and then mm. for preseason, you you have to ask different questions too. You have to ask, okay, what do you think the coach or the club or the players looking for for these preseason selections? Some is combinations. Some just need a run. Some are being put in because others are being held back for round one. So it's a it's a really unique take. Uh, did you catch the T20 last night over there in WA? I was in and out watching, and I've got to say, when I was watching the Windies um, come out and bat first, I thought the thing would over, be over and done with by the time that they get drinks onto the ground, the way they were throwing the bat around. Yeah, I saw the um, I saw the end towards the end of it. So I saw when it was sort of getting to the point of Australia being no return when David Warner... Um, got out. I mean, David Warner in fantastic form and that is the last time we will see him um, play a T20 on Australian soil because he said emphatically that he is going to retire if he makes the World Cup. That will be the final matches and we know that's obviously in the Caribbean so it won't be, we won't see him in Australia again but um, yeah, I did, I caught the end of it where, I mean, I wasn't super interested, honestly um, but uh, I like to see the the Windies win. <laughs> well, they got see they got that one, and of course they got that second test there as well. So the old dead rubber thing, but I mean that puts an end to our summer, and now we look forward to the Aussies heading off to New Zealand. We've covered a bit of ground there, JA, as per always. I'm really excited for those test matches, the New Zealand. I think um, they're going to be just really, really to see how our batting um, goes. Uh, over there and we haven't played New Zealand in a test match for so long. I'm excited for that. I'll tell you who's excited and I spoke to Bryce McGain about this earlier. New Zealand excited because yeah. they've, they've had, I mean Australia v New Zealand writes its own script but they've had South Africa there totally depleted and they've had to do what they've had to do because of the way that the T20 format in South Africa has played out. So they will be hungry to test themselves up against the Australians and you don't need much to sell a ticket in New Zealand to say, come and boo Australia. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually half looking at, because I've got a few days off after coming back from Vegas, I was half looking at going over and watching that second test, just doing like a quick round trip. Yeah. I think it'll be really interesting. Yeah, you can do that. You can, de- depending on who you're flying. Um, my sisters just came back from the States over Christmas and they came back through Auckland. So... You can do yeah, it. Yeah, right. Yeah, you can do it. I'll just we'll get you the uh, we'll get the the transport department on uh, on your case. Yeah. And get your itinerary <laughs> sorted. All right, I'll mate. Jump thanks. On Sky yeah, get it, get it going. Thanks for your time this morning. Have a good day. Thank you. Bye. Jaleesa Apps joining us. It is nineteen and a half minutes after eleven.